You're listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, please visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. Now, let's listen in. Last week we started a series on going deeper with God and with man. And um, you know, basically when I, when I say, when I use that terminology to go deeper with God, um, in effect what I'm saying is it's, 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 it's a sense of, of wanting to just to move into a deeper relationship with Him, a deeper understanding of, of who He is, a deeper experience of who he is, of pressing in toward him and, um, you know, a, a, to abide in him. Paul, Paul even makes a statement. He says he, he says that his goal is that he might know him, you know, and that's a, again, more of an experiential knowledge and understanding and, and that we need wisdom and we need a, a divine revelation for us to, to, to be able to even comprehend that, to understand that, that God, you know, can love us like that and care for us and for us to get a grasp of that. And so, you know, as we begin, one of the show, I want to just kind of do just real briefly in, uh, in review from last week. Um, I'd made this statement and I don't, um, I, I pray that God will help me to explain what I mean by this. Okay. Cause I actually, I said something last week and I'm going to say something this week. And sometimes when you're trying to communicate something, you just, you just know you're not getting it across. <laughs> you ever had that? If you're married, you've had that. Um, and, and, and that's what I'm getting ready to say. And one other thing I'm getting ready to share with you here in just a minute. Um, I had this sense that as we were talking, um, and I shared this last week and I want to expound on it just a little bit tonight. Um, you know, the scripture, in fact, as Jesus was, was asked, and I'm going to, uh, by this attorney, this guy that was an expert in the law, he was asked, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And, you know, we shared last week about how basically the guy's intent, this Pharisee's intent, was really, he didn't really care. It was kind of his, his intention was he was trying to test Jesus. He was trying to trip him up. And it would be, the implication from this Pharisee is, you know, what's the greatest commandment with almost kind of like the sidebar of, of we know you really don't keep it because you're not a law keeper. And that's, that's kind of the impression they had of Jesus that he didn't, he didn't really keep the law. And he was, he, he hung out with people that you're not supposed to hang out with. And he did some stuff on the Sabbath when you're not supposed to do it on the Sabbath. And so this, this expert in the law comes to Jesus with kind of like, well, you're probably not going to keep it, but if you are going to keep it, what's the, what's the greatest commandment? And, and again, he was probably expecting and wanting some kind of rule, some kind of regulation, some kind of, well, the greatest commandment is, you know, you keep the Sabbath, or the greatest commandment is, you know, you do this, and you do this, and you do that, because that's that's what that type of people want. They want a bunch of laws. They want some legalistic ways of approaching God and approaching each other. And so the intent, again, was to catch Jesus in some kind of trap here. And so Jesus makes this statement. He says, the greatest commandment is what? Quote it to me. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Okay. And so Jesus basically turns, turns this guy's question around and, and, and says this. He says, you know, bottom line, it's about loving God. 
All these rules, all these regulations, all this stuff that you guys have been trying to keep and do. He said, here, here's, here's, here's the gist of it. Here, let me sum it up for you. And see, I, I, I like that. I, I, I'm, I just like it simple, clear cut. Don't give me 999 rules. Just, just give me one. Here it is. Just love God with everything in you and love your neighbor. And if you do that, you're going to fulfill everything else. I mean, don't you just, isn't there just something that's sweet about that? It's just, it's just easy. I don't, easy's not right. It's not easy to do, <laughs> but it, it's easy to know. Okay. And, and, and so basically Jesus says this, it's not about just keeping a bunch of rules and regulations. It's about relationship. It's about falling in love with your dad. It's about falling in love with God and loving man. And cause if you love God, you're going to what? You're going to love man. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. That's a couple of weeks from now, but that's what First John's all about, isn't it? First John says, if you love God, you're going to love your neighbor. Because he kind of goes on to say, if you don't love your neighbor, then you may not really even love God. If you can't love the person you see, how are you going to love somebody you can't see? And that's, that's, that's a preview of a couple of weeks from now. But Jesus says it's about relationship. It's about love. It's about... And, and as I was thinking about that, and, and this is the point I want, I kind of said all that to say this. I had this, uh, epiphany is probably not the right word, but I just had this thought as I was thinking about this and studying this, that, that it's really going deeper with God is not as much a command as, as, it, as it is an invitation. Let me say it again. That's when you should have just gone, oh, man, that's powerful, Bob. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Does that make sense to you? In other words, it, when somebody gives you a commandment, even if it's God to some degree, God says, you got to do this. Isn't there just kind of part of you that, that, that wants to rebel from that? I mean, there's just kind of part of you that's like, okay, I'll do it. But, you know, if I'm, if I'm just commanded to love God, it's almost like there's, my heart's not in it. Does that make sense? It's almost like, okay, I'll do it because God said do it. And if God said do it, then I need to do it. So I'll work it up and I'll try and somehow or another, I'll try and love God. I'll try and, I'll try and make that happen. And, and if I'm just operating off the fact that I was commanded to do it, that's different, at least in my mind, in my, in my, the way I'm wired. It's different if I'm, if I'm commanded versus I'm invited to do that. Does that make sense? So God, God's inviting us. Jesus said, God's inviting us to come. And I, man, that, I, I think that's, I, I've said this probably a dozen times on that one song, Come Away With Me. But to me, that's just, that's like a theme song to me, to, to us and to this church. It's like, what is he, that's an invitation to do what? Boy, this is a deep question, guys. It's an invitation to come away, to come, and how do you do that? You, 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 you leave stuff you're doing, you, you, you push aside things that are over here that are distracting you, and you come and, and you get with dad. And so the invitation is this, the invitation for us is to come and get deeper with me. He's encouraging us, he's inviting us, he's, he's asking us, and, and, and to some degree, he longs for that to happen, for us to, that's, that goes back to basically why he put us here to begin with. 
Go back to the beginning. Go back to the first book. Go back to Genesis. We were created. One of the reasons he created us is so that we could have relationship. That's where you see with Adam and Eve and God is there walking with them and, and hanging out and fellowshipping with them. That was, the, that was why he created man was to share his love with us so we could have an enter into relationship with him. And then we blew it. You know, we messed it up and Jesus came and made it right. And so now again, the invitation is because of Jesus, because of what he's done, you and I now are invited to come and hang out with him. I mean, that if nothing else, that ought to make us want to just do it because God's asked us to come. That's the invitation. Come, just come, just crawl up in my lap. Come, just hang out with me. I know, I know sometimes things are tough and I know some, but just, just come, come, come away with me. Come, come up, come hang with me. I got, you know what? I got plans for you. <laughs> I got a, I got a purpose for you. I have a call for you. You want to come on up? Let's, let me, let me share with you. Let me, let, let's just hang out. Let's be, let's be buddies. In fact, let's be friends. And we're going to look in a few minutes about in that verse in John 15. But let's, let's go. So the invitation is to come and to hang. We get, we get to do that. Are you with me? Like this, in Revelation 3, remember the, one of my favorite verses that I think is the mis, most misquoted or misinterpreted verse in the scripture is, is Jesus is who's, who's knocking on the door to do what? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Who's, who's standing at the door knocking? And what's he want to do? He wants to come back to the church, <laughs> the guess where he should have already been, but the church kind of messed that up so jesus again the invitation is guys hey i want in i'm i'm one in open up your heart didn't we sing something about that open up your heart and what let me in jesus jesus He's already done everything that has to be done. He's made the way. He's paid the price. He's done, he's done everything that needs to be done for you and I to be able to have a relationship with, with dad. You see, to me, that, that is so different than, than Kathy and I were talking about this on the way over. That's so different than when I was first saved and I was saved in the context of, you know, yeah, you were saved by grace and, and, but you kind of almost have to keep it by your works. <laughs> I don't know that they specifically said that, but that was the implication. And, and so for me, you know, it, it was, it was, you know, it, once you, you gave your life to Jesus, you know, it was grace. You gave your heart to him. You got saved. Now to, to, to stay saved. And to grow in your salvation and to mature and become a, a, a mature Christian, in order to do that, then you have to do these things. And so for me, even, even having a quiet time, I spent the first several years of my life as a Christian. To me, a quiet time, you know what it was? It was just following a bunch of rules. I was told if I wanted to grow as a Christian, you got to have a quiet time. So guess what I did? I had a quiet time. And it was about as exciting as a, I don't know what. <laughs> you know why? Because all I was doing was just following some kind of rule. 
I wasn't coming in my quiet time to just spend time with dad. I wasn't coming just to hang out with my father. I wasn't coming to hear from him and to learn from him. Basically, you know what I came with? In fact, is I even had a, some of y'all may have had this, may still do. And if it works for you, please, I'm not, I'm not trying to say it doesn't work. It just didn't work for me. Okay. I had this little notebook and it was this prayer manual and it taught you how to pray. So on Mondays you flipped your thing open and on Mondays you prayed this. So I'm, I'm sitting there going down my list. So I pray for this on them. And about 15 minutes into it, I'm fast asleep with my head on the, on the bed, on my knees, but I was spiritual. I was on my knees and, and you know, it's five o'clock in the morning and I'm back asleep because spiritual people get up at four o'clock in the morning to pray. Right? Y'all ever heard that? It's not necessarily said, but it's implied. You know, I'm I'm the spiritual giant here, and I get up at four o'clock in the morning. If you want to be spiritual, you got to do that. And I missed I missed the whole thing of this is God that loves me and cares for me and 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 paid the price so I could come before him and just hang out and just spend time with him and just share my heart with him and hear his heart for me. No, nobody told me I got to do that. And that's what the invitation is, is to come deeper with him and for us to, to get up in his lap and just hang out with him. I love, I love that verse in Hebrews that talks about how faith is, without faith is impossible to please him. For he who comes to him must believe he is and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When we come after him, he rewards us. And I think what he rewards us with is himself. Isn't that awesome? Man, are y'all awake? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Let's, let's put some of them Baptist roots back on you. Amen. 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 That's good stuff. Jesus says this, love God with everything in you. It's about relationship. In fact, in 1 John, it even says this, the only way we get, the only way we can love him is because what? He first loved us. You and I wouldn't even, loving God would be the farthest thing from our mind if it wasn't the fact that he loved us first. And he made the way. He paid, he paid the price for us to be able to do that. For us to be able to just spend time with him. For us to come before him and hang out with him. He paid the price for that. Tonight I want us to, I want us to look at, um, this idea of fruit. Okay. What happens? What is, what is fruit? Last week we talked about going deeper uh, with God, and I don't want to kind of look at what happens when we do that. What happens when I attach myself to Him? What happens when I spend time in His presence? What happens when, in John 15, in fact, I'm going to read the passage to you in the message in just a minute, but it talks about abiding in the vine. When that happens, what comes? Fruit. Okay. Now here again, I, <laughs> I'm going to try and explain something to you that I, I spent a few minutes trying to explain it to Josh, and I spent a few minutes on the way here trying to explain what I was sensing or hearing from God about this to Kathy. And both of them looked at me like they were deer caught in headlights. So I'm assuming the communication was from my end uh, that was the problem. So I'm, I'm pray with me that I can communicate what I mean by this, okay? Because it's really not a... Uh, anyway... It goes back again to the kind of the way I was taught and the way I was raised. The question is this, what is fruit? Is fruit more, 
is fruit more an evidence of something that happened in your life or is fruit a blessing? Don't answer, just think. Okay, I want you to think about this for a minute. This is deep stuff, okay? I was raised thinking this way. In fact, there's a scripture, okay? So both are true. Let me just kind of put that out there to begin with. But both are true. But I think we spend a lot of time or more of our energy thinking about fruit being an evidence of something that happened than it being a fruit of something that happens. And I'll explain what I mean. I was, I was raised to believe that if, if, if I'm a Christian, if I'm a follower of Jesus and I abide in the vine or I get filled with the spirit, this fruit is going to happen in my life and there's going to be a change that comes on me. And I'm going to guess what I'm going to do. I'm going to what? As, as, as I, if I have fruit in me, what am I going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to what? Bear fruit. But what is that fruit? What am I going to do? Galatians 5, 22 says the fruit of the spirit is what? Love. If I'm a Christian and I'm abiding in Christ and I'm attached to the vine and I'm full of the Spirit, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to live. <laughs> right? I'm going to love people. That's going to be the what? That's going to be, and again, this is what I'm saying isn't wrong. Okay. It's not false. I am going to do that. If I'm, if, if Jesus is living in me and I'm living in him and I'm attached to him and I'm, and I'm full of the Holy Spirit, then guess what's going to come out of me? I'm going to love. Okay. I'm going to have what? Fruit. What is the fruit? Joy. Peace. What was it? Patience. Everybody loves that one, right? In fact, it's long-suffering. Self-control. Joy. And we're going to look at all those in just a minute, but I'm trying to explain something. I know I'm still not getting it across. The way I was raised is this. That if, if I do, if I'm a Christian, then, then the evidence or the, uh, of me being a Christian is I'm going to love. I'm going to walk in joy. Whether I want to or not, I'm going to walk in joy. And so I got to make this thing happen. I got to, I got to be joyful. In fact, as the Bible says, in everything, give thanks, rejoice when? Always. So I God, I'm a Christian and I'm taking this thing serious. So guess what? I'm going to rejoice if it kills me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. That's the way I, maybe I'm the only one, but if I, I don't think I am. But that's kind of the way I felt that fruit was. Fruit was just a, an evidence that I'm a Christian. And so I want, I want to know, be known as a Christian. So I better let this, I better have that stuff coming out of me. I better be fruity. <laughs> I've done pretty good at it. <laughs> but here, I just had this thought as I was studying this this past week. It's like, what if we looked at it just a little differently? Fruit, I started thinking, what if, what if I looked at fruit as being a blessing instead of something I had to do? Does that make sense? What if I, what if I looked at the fruit of, as being a blessing? So if I abide in the vine, the, the fruit is going to come because I'm what? I'm abiding in God. I'm attached. I'm plugged in. I'm, 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 me and him are tight. We're one. 
And as a result of that, I'm hanging out with him. As a result of that, the life of Christ is going to come out of me. And as a result of that, I'm going to get the blessing of God. So the fruit becomes a blessing to me. So love, now, instead of something i got to do, it becomes, a, it becomes a blessing to me. It becomes something that God gives me. He gives me love, and love fills me. And if I'm full of love, when you poke me, guess what's going to come out? <laughs> Love's going to come out. If I'm, if I'm full of, of, of joy... And I'm, and, it, and it's a fruit that I've received and it's just, and, and joy becomes a blessing to me. Do you see how that can happen? All of a sudden, I've, God's blessing me with this gift, this fruit. He's given it to me of joy. God's blessing me with that. He's blessing me with love. He's blessing me with patience. He's blessing me with kindness. He's blessing me with those things. And now, all of a sudden, that's the fruit that's in my life. So what happens is I don't have to start striving and and trying to make something happen. I don't have to try and, you know, discipline myself. And again, you can teach from the Bible discipline. There's a place for discipline. And sometimes, you know, sometimes maybe you just don't feel like loving your neighbor, but guess what? You love your neighbor anyway. But isn't it a lot better if I can just begin to understand, man, when I hang out with Jesus and I'm attached to him and I'm abiding in the vine and I'm plugging deeper into God and I'm spending time in his lap and I'm spending time just worshiping and adoring him and hearing from him and getting full of the spirit and the Holy Spirit comes on me and I'm just receiving love and I'm receiving joy and I'm receiving peace and I'm receiving patience and I'm receiving all those things as fruit that's just being given to me as a gift from dad because he loves me then all of a sudden you know what my life just starts operating that way i begin to live that out and then all of a sudden when something when i see you you know when you know that you got it i just gave you a hint a second ago when you get poked what comes out when you get pushed into the corner and all of a sudden your enemy's there and he's making comments about you or somebody's somebody's insulting you or somebody's ridiculing you or somebody's saying something bad about you what comes out of you that's when you know that's that's when that's how you can tell that's where i could go i can say you know what i probably have a little more room for growth here (laughs) why because you know it's easy to love people that are lovable I mean, I'm a pretty lovable guy. It's easy for y'all to love me. Amen. See, amen. Man, y'all are getting in, y'all are getting in touch. But seriously, it's, it's easy. I mean, Jesus, didn't Jesus say that? You know, even the, even the tax collectors and even the sinners can love people that love them. It's your enemy. Can you love your enemies? Can you bless those that persecute you? Can you pray for those that despitefully use you? Can you rejoice in the middle of the trials? Can you have joy always? Can you be at peace? Can you have the peace of God that passes all understanding when you can't pay your bills on Monday because Friday came and there's no money left to pay them? Can you still walk in peace in the middle of that? Can you still walk in peace when things aren't going in relationships like they should or like you think it ought to be happening? You and your, your spouse are maybe having a little spat. Can you still walk in peace in that? When your kids aren't doing just what you think they ought to do. 
See, that's, it's when you get, it's when you get kind of hemmed in. That's when you see what's really there. I'm going to read this to you. I hope that made some sense. It's, 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 it's not just a, it's not just an, and again, the problem is, is both are true. Jesus did say by your fruit, they will know you're my disciples. But does, it, does it make sense that when I, when I understand that, man, that's just the, that's a gift of God. God just is blessing me with the fruit. When you think of, when you think of the Israelites and God was giving, talking to them about the promised land, what did he tell them? That land is what? Flowing with milk and honey. And what's going to be there? Fruit. Fact is, the spies came back. Remember, they came back after they spied out the land. And what did they say about the grapes? They were what? They were monstrous. <laughs> they were too big to carry. It took two people to carry one of these things of grapes. They were so incredibly big. That was a blessing. God was just, God just wanted to bless him. He just wanted to just give him a gift. What's that? That's the promised land. That's right. It was a, it was a gift to him. Now here's the crazy, boy, I'm getting so sidetracked. Here's the crazy thing. He gave it to them, but guess what they had to do? They had to go take it. <laughs> I love that. It's like, how is self-control a fruit of the Spirit? I mean, it just it sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? Self-control, most people would think of self-control as what? I'm bearing up. I'm, I'm, I'm getting in control. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to manage this thing if it kills me. I'm a, I'm a man. I can do this. I can get it under control. And guess what happens? You screw up again. <laughs> you know why? Because you can't do it on your own. It's a fruit of the Spirit. I can't get free from this thing on my own. It's a fruit of the Spirit. I can't overcome that. It's a fruit of the Spirit. That's what, that's what it talks about. That's, that's a gift from God. Let me just read this to you. What time is it? Oh, it's only 6 o'clock, isn't it? Look there, it's six. It's six nineteen. Look at there. I want to read this to you out of out of. In fact, just turn to John fifteen. I'm going to read it in a message, but you can follow it in whatever translation you have. John fifteen. I'm going to just read this to you. Jesus says this. I love it in the message. I'm the real vine. And my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that does not bear grapes. And every branch that is a grape bearing, he prunes back. So it'll be even, he'll bear even more. You are already pruned back by the message that I have spoken. Live in me, verse four says, live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. What's that talking about? Making your home. What's that mean? Means abiding. Make your home in me, Jesus says. Abide in me in the same way, in the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself. In other words, if you take this, this, this grapevine and you cut a branch off and you lay it over there on the concrete, guess what it's going to do? It's going to die. No fruit will come. So when you abide in Him is where the fruit comes from. You get your strength from the, from, the, from Him. In the same way a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine. So you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. Guess what? I am the vine. 
What's that mean? He's the source. (laughs) I am the vine, Jesus says, and you are the branches. When you're joined with me and, and I with you, the relation, intimate and organic, that's what I love about the message. It just goes off. The relation is intimate and organic. The harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Apart from abiding in the vine, we can't do squat. That's Hoover translation. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown into the bonfire. Well, that sounds exciting. But if you make yourself at home with me and my words are at home in you, again, and we're going to spend hopefully some time next week talking about how do you actually do that. Well, he just gave you one clue. His words are what? At home with you. What's that mean? That means you spend time where? In the Word. Again, not just so you can mark it off your checklist of things to do. I spent 15 minutes today reading in the Bible. Well, whoopee-doo. Spend 15 minutes in here just looking for God. God, talk to me today out of your Word. Speak to me from your Word. That's what it means to abide. But if you make yourself at home with me and my words are at home in, in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my Father shows who He is. When you produce grapes, when you are mature as my disciples. I've loved you the way my Father has loved me. Make yourself at home in my love. Don't you just love that? Make yourself at home in His love. If you keep my commandments, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done. Keep my Father's commands and made myself at home in His love. Again, there, God does tell us to do things. One of the things He said to do is love. But it's different if you're just trying to do it in your own or if you're abiding in Him and doing it. Does that make sense? Make yourself at home in my love. I've told you these things for a purpose. Why? That my joy might be your joy, and your joy wholly mature. This is my command. Love one another the way I've loved you. This is the very best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. You are my friends when you do the things I command you. I, lo- I love this part. I no longer call you servants because servants don't understand what their master is thinking and doing no i have now named you friends because i've let you in on everything i've heard from the father isn't that sweet now now we have a we have a relationship with jesus that we're we're friends You didn't choose me, remember I chose you, and put you in the world to bear fruit, fruit that won't spoil. As fruit bearers, whatever you ask the Father in relation to me, it gives you. But remember the root command, love one another. I just, I love that part where it talks about how we just, we become friends of His. One of the aspects we just talked about a minute ago about fruit is it's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's forbearance, it's kindness, it's goodness, it's faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And it's basically, it's, it's this idea that as I abide in Christ, this, this spiritual fruit, gets, I get blessed with it and God gives it to me and it begins to just to build up in me. And pretty soon that, that fruit just kind of becomes character in me. It becomes who I am as a Christian, as a follower of Christ. 
I'm not going to spend the time tonight. We've run out of time. But I just I would encourage you go into the get into the scripture and look what it means. What does it What does it mean to to have love? What does it mean to be have joy, to have peace, to be patient, to be kind? I mean, can you? I just I love that word kindness. I mean, can you can you imagine what would happen if 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 Christians around the country would just be kind? Can you imagine? I mean, what if, what if we what if we were known for being kind? Christians. That's that's kind of a novel idea, isn't it? You know what? We don't have that reputation. Christians don't. As a whole, as a general rule, Christians do not have the reputation of being kind. In fact, most most of the time the reputation is they're mean. Mean spirited. They're anti everything. Against everything, especially if it means having fun. What if we? What if we were just? What if we just were kind? I mean, imagine if we were just full of the Spirit of God and we just started being kind to one. What? What if we just started with one another? <laughs> imagine if the. Imagine in in the body of Christ, the, the churches. Just in Jacksonville, let's, let's just take, let's don't get too far out there, but let's just think Jacksonville, okay? Picture the churches in Jacksonville. There's thousands of them, right? What, what would happen? <laughs> what would happen if all of a sudden the churches, the people that believe in Jesus, maybe we baptize differently, maybe we're pre-trib or post-trib, maybe we believe in election or we don't, maybe we believe in swinging from the chandeliers or we want to just sit in the pew. You know, maybe, maybe we have some different practices or how we did that. But what about the people that were followers of Christ, that loved Jesus? What if all those people in Jacksonville just started being kind to each other? <laughs> you think that might have an impact? Well, how do you do that? How do you how how can you be kind to somebody that's not kind back? You get full of Jesus. You get full of the Spirit. You abide in Christ. You get you get you get attached to the vine. You plug in. You let His Word fill you and flood your soul and your heart. You spend time, and I'm getting ahead of myself again, but you spend some time in worship. You spend. I'm telling you what. When when you spend thirty minutes or thirty five minutes or however long we spent the night in worship, when you spend time in the presence of God, it's it's hard to walk out of that and go be mean, isn't it? Have you ever? Have you ever been to a? a a conference. See, y'all get the benefit of being in that kind of setting every week, where, you know, where you know God shows up and things happen. But have you ever been to a conference and you, maybe you spent three or four days and, and God was just powerful? I mean, it was just crazy, and you were, you know, maybe you spent several hours just you know slobbering everywhere and snot coming out, and and you know you laughed and the joy of the Lord came on you, and, and you know the presence of God was just incredible, and 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 I mean, you just you ever been one of those? And you just you were so full of Jesus, and and maybe you walk back to your motel room, and and and. And you got tempted to just flip on the TV 
And then all of a sudden something came on the TV and it just, it just wasn't right. And so what did you do? You flipped it off. Why? Because you just experienced an incredible time with God. Now, if you haven't experienced that incredible time with God, you might have just sat there and watched that thing. And I'm not talking about pornography. I'm just talking about something that was just maybe just a little off. And when you're not full of Jesus, you put up with stuff that's not just, a, that's just, does that make sense? But when you're full of Jesus and you've been attached and abiding and you've spent some time in the presence of God, you know, as much as I love this, you don't have to have this to worship God. Right? I mean, you can do it at home all by yourself. That's, it's, I think it's probably easier here and it's more fun here. But you can do it riding down the road, as long as some bozo doesn't cut you off. Anyway, you can do it. <laughs> That's one time when I just said a minute ago doesn't apply, okay? <laughs> Man, just when you hang out with God and you just get full of Him and, and full of His presence, and it's just it's easier to be kind to somebody, isn't it? It's easier just to love folks. It's easier, it's easier to have, to have care and concern and compassion for people that, that even are maybe a little different than you. Maybe they're a different color. Maybe they're a different economic status. Maybe they cuss a lot. I tell you what I found out. I found out the more I do that, the more I like being around people like that. Seriously. I've got when I'm with when I've really just been living with Jesus. There's something there's just something fun about being around people that don't know Jesus. You know why? Because most of the time they're real, and I I love it. Invariably, you'll get asked a question: "What do you do for a living?" Well, I'm a pastor, and all of a sudden, what goes through their mind is the nine thousand cuss words they just said. Oh, I'm oh I'm so sorry I said that. I said, it's okay. You know, it's not me you got to worry about offending. <laughs> but isn't it, you know, how do you do it? You worship, you abide, you push in, you press in, you get the fruit, you get the blessing of God, and then you're able to walk it out. That's what it means to go deeper in God. That's what, that's what this is about. It's an invitation to draw to Him, to come to Him, and just get saturated. Just feel that sap running in you. <laughs> Amen? Let's stand up. Josh, why don't you come up? Actually, you know what? Just just kind of play something, if you would. I hope some of that made sense. Um, maybe y'all can pray God gives me a better way of communicating that. But I, I, I don't know. There's just something about understanding that it's not just something I have to do, but it's just I get blessed with the fruit that God gives me. He just he just gives it, pours it out. He he did you you know this? God loves blessing you. Are you aware of that? God just he loves to bless he loves it. He just he he loves blessing us. He just loves it. He loves us. <laughs> he just loves us. He loves to give us stuff. He loves to give us his fruit. He loves to just work in our hearts and our lives and, and mold us and change us and bring us into his image. He just loves doing that.
I'm going to just pray for you guys. I, I, anybody else sense anything we need to do different? <laughs> I want to just bless you guys and pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just, uh, Lord, we thank you so much uh, for your, just how much you care for us, how much you love us, for your mercy and grace and your faithfulness. Father, just your care for us. Lord, we just, we thank you, Lord. We we thank you. And we're just, we're amazed, Father, at you and who you are. So we bless you, Dad. Father, I just I pray you'd help each of us, Lord. Help us, help us this week, Father. Help us as we go out this week, as we get up tomorrow, Father. Help us to help us to be able to just put aside some time to, to just hang with you, Lord, to just crawl up into your lap and experience your presence. Father, each of our desires just to know you better, to know you, to walk with you, or we press in to you. Our goal, like Paul said, our goal is to just experience you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that, that that's your goal, Lord. Your, your desire is, is to be known. Your desire is to make yourself known to us, Lord. Jesus, thank you that you're, you're the one that, that has knocked door of our hearts. You're the one that has knocked and said, I want to, I want to just, I want to come in. I want to sup with you. I want to, I want to fellowship with you. I want to have dinner together. I want us to eat and hang out together. So dad, we just, we open up our hearts, Lord, as that song we sang earlier, we, we open up our hearts to let you in. We're, we're hungry and desirous for you. So we just, we open up our hearts, Lord, open up our, our, our spirit to you to come in. Fill us, fill us up, Holy Spirit. Thank you. You've been listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church. For more information on teachings and special events, please visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org.